0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hextech Heroes. My name is Laughing Mage, and joining me, as always, are your favorite neighborhood podcaster minions. Guys, how are we doing tonight?
1: Hey, everyone, it's Susan. How are you coming, TJ? Yeah, I'm doing great tonight. Uh, it's, hey, it's micro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we are definitely doing that. it. I going to introduce <laughs> myself. <laughs> <laughs> It's it, it's been a it's been a been a little bit since we've been back here. Been about a week since our last episode, as always. And uh, boy howdy, has there been a whole bunch of stuff happening in the League of Legends world, and uh, we are here to talk about just about all of it. Um, not everything in this one episode, because there has been a lot of stuff that's been going on, including like new dev blogs that come out, the the quote unquote cinematic that dropped. There's been the uh professional scene. There's been their kickoff events for every major region and a bunch of the minor regions, and, like, the season starts happened, and Passions have dropped, and it's just all too much for one episode. So we're going to be talking about some stuff tonight, but not everything. Um, but before we get into all the League of Legends stuff, let's just jump into our Catch-Up XP, first segment of the night. Guys, how how, how are we doing? What has been going on in the last week?
2: Rank start? I know some of us have had a, <laughs> a time. <laughs> some of us have had a great time. Uh, yeah i don't know mage why don't you tell them how you've been doing (laughs) (laughs) god damn it
0: yeah okay so i started the rank so the rank season started i got on i played my first game of rank honestly went really fucking well really really well my team was really nice they were courteous they were talking to me the entire time and in our draft pick the uh our top laner was a support player and they were like, hey, guys, I cannot play top lane. Can I swap the support? Our support said no, but our ADC said go bot lane and I will go top lane. And then we, uh, and then the person who Grajudy was playing ensued. top who ended up going AD carry was like, oh, uh, oh, I can't really play AD. And I and I was just typing them like, guys, just play a double support bot lane and I'll play a carry in the jungle. We'll play a carry mid lane. And we'll play a carry top lane. And that's what we ended up doing. And we fucking hard stomped that game and we won really, really hard. That was the first game I played of rank this season. Every other game... Except for the last one I just played the other day. Absolute fucking travesty. Disgusting. Horrible. Literally, people arguing, people flaming, everybody's running it down. Nothing that anybody can do about anything. I I, I, I was like I was one and six, and now I'm like two and seven. I'm like two and seven in go. placements. I have one more before I get my bronze three placement. Uh although I I think Ooh. if I win the, the second game I Technically will be bronze too. Uh the, the the last game of my placement, but we'll see. Uh I'm starting really, really low this year, the lowest that I've ever started in a ranked season. Um it's
2: the highest you'll ever climb. Hopefully.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully I this is the bottom and I get to climb high. Uh but like I, I, I am still gonna keep playing ranked. I, I've been having a little bit of a love hate relationship with, with the ranked uh system. Mainly because like my play style, I don't think fits solo queue very much. I need to learn how to be more of a selfish player and make, and like play the game to win for myself rather than play the game to help my team win, which I feel like is a lot more of my, a lot more that fits my play style. I would say overall, I'm a may- way more of a supportive player. So I'm usually picking champions that help with our draft and I am making moves that are most beneficial for my team. Even if it means it's at the detriment of myself. But sometimes when I'm making those plays to help my team, there are other aspects on my team that are not doing so well, uh, that are just losing on their own, and I can't do anything to help them. And then we end up losing games because we have, like, I don't know, like an 0 9 top laner at 10 minutes, or like <laughs> a bot lane that goes like 2 40 after like a 40 minute game. You know, sometimes stuff like that happens and it's out of my control. They just lo- They lose super hard on their own. And it's, like, 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 it's nobody's fault, really. Like, you can't blame anybody else on the team except for the people who are just not winning their fights and then continue to fight. But regardless, you know, uh, my rank season, not off to a good start. Not off to a good start. However, all the games that I've been playing with people, I think my, my games that I've played with my team and the, the games that I just play while I'm, like, duoing with people... Like, for fun, like draft games, all my draft games are going really well. I think my draft win rate is like close to eighty percent. My ranked win rate two and seven, two and seven, baby
1: okay, right, well pretty much the same for me with my ranked uh my games could be summed up as uh egotistical maniacs in my video games all trying to prove points to each other and none of them can prevail cuz they're all the same person they all have to give the last <laughs> word and it's just never it never a good stops time. yeah no cuz once like your own team starts flaming each other i don't i don't think there's any possible way to win yeah so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna hang up the ranked for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> in 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 turn of not playing league of legends i've been playing a lot of uh Warhammer Dark Tide that game is really fun Hell, yeah <laughs> But, yeah that's all i've been up to
0: what's your wait what's your rank win rate right now have you won a game in ranked yet
1: no i'm pretty sure it's <laughs> no. like zero and four no, no. I, i've just uh i've just put it down for a little bit i'll come back later <laughs> it'll be alright. i'll come back when they when they make ADs stronger the next, next patch,
0: patch baby next patch
1: yeah i think it'll make ad stronger but overall it'll make the game easier to play because it's another lane that's more reliable.
0: Yeah, it's going to be pass stronger. That too. What about you, Micro? What's going on with with your life? How's your <laughs> rank climb?
2: It's great. Yeah. I love ranked. Yeah, <laughs> think, we know. <laughs> I think I'm like six and one. No, five and one. I'm six games in. That's what I meant to say. But I am five and one right now. The one game that I lost, completely my fault. I didn't. I own up to it, not intentional, uh, as you know. Intentional, you believe, but um, I do have the same experience in my games, mainly because I assume all the plat players or what what were plat players, um, are around the rank I am right now because I also am an ex plat player. Um, it is a very toxic rank. People were fighting all game but we were still getting shit done cuz we still wanted to win <laughs> which i think is the main difference between you guys experience and mine cuz like it is it, it's hard to explain but like i still i, I there's bad apples we still won they they had egos but sometimes their egos were put in the right place <laughs> so they carried the fuck out of the game
1: yeah it, it hurts the most when they have the ego but then don't play the game good enough Yeah, or they give up because
0: people give up all the time at this rank too. They're just like, ah, it's not worth playing anymore. I'm done. Yeah,
1: and then they often they're like,
2: game's over. Yeah, what?
1: Yeah,
0: vain it's not yeah no there's like this really horrible mentality where it's like everybody at this elo thinks that they need to carry and if they're not the one specifically carrying the game then they don't want to play it even like you can literally have a top jungle and mid lane winning but if like for instance the AD carry is doing poorly and they think that they need to be carrying they'll just throw up the FF vote every five minutes or yeah. if it's like it it's
2: the same sums way. up to like mainly people just want to carry they don't want to be carried yeah that is mean... how a lot of the games can be summed up yeah some people will throw a hissy fit and just
1: throw out the game because of it. Very, are much the one in the lead. Yeah, yeah, I remember but I, I think... was playing. Oh, yeah, keep saying what you're saying.
2: No, you're good. You can keep
1: going. Oh, well, I was playing a Kaisa game, and you know, we had. Okay, first of all, it was a really questionable jungle gank. Our Our hmm. lane was stacked up against us. We had a couple waves <laughs> under our turret, Me and Nami, We were low, but the enemy bot laner, Varus, and somebody else I don't remember, were also pretty low. Um, so, our jungle Viego gets the scuttle crab, comes up behind them. It was Fiddlesticks and Varys. He comes up behind them, walks up to the wave and towards the turret instead of down towards us. So, the enemy turret and just dies. Mm -hmm. My, (laughs) My Nami starts pinging him and just question marking. And, he, and then like he was like well i trusted the ping you know i thought we had a good angle and i was like yeah okay my bad we'll, we'll get him next time homie mm-hmm. and then Minami proceeds to just go oh and three in like four minutes nice. for seemingly no reason just face checking fiddlesticks and poppy face checking varus and fiddlesticks at level six like I don't <laughs> there's not no. much I can do to help this person, and then they just astro tilt instead of like yeah, <laughs> it's like i I can't do anything to help you <laughs> mm-hmm. like my gaming experience is being dictated by other people. It's not that fun, yeah, but
0: um, honestly, I feel like five v five should just be like five v five ranked personally, I think is much more fun to play than duo solo queue like it's just more fun to play with people that you know it's, it's a more yeah. enjoyable experience well, like even if you're playing yeah. with people that are bad it's still more fun to play with like hey,
1: your you're five man
0: yeah you're, you're hanging out you're playing the game and like I, I don't know about you guys but personally i play the game a lot better when i'm loose right like when i'm like just playing to have fun and i'm not like yeah I'm, like i'm always trying to win i, I agree but, <laughs> yeah i'm always trying to win Pretty but fair. like when we're just like kind of hanging out playing the game. That's a lot better than, like, sitting down and putting myself in the headspace of, okay, this is rank. I have LP on the line. I need to win. If I don't win, I'm going to lose X amount of LP. And if I lose X amount of LP, it's going to be this much more difficult to reach this rank. And, like, those are all the thoughts going on in my head. And uh, it it just is a little bit more difficult of an experience. Because I think, personally, I don't take as many risks when I'm in rank. Like, I I won't do... I won't... Sometimes if a gank looks a little bit sus, I won't go for it uh in like a ranked game because like if i lose like if this game gets fucked up then it could just be a snowball effect that loses us the game and i don't want to be that person so sometimes Mm -hmm. i may end up being a little bit less proactive than i need to be uh versus like in my norms games where i'm like okay i'm viego i'm going to run at the enemy team right now yeah (laughs) it's a little bit different
1: i agree yeah there is a uh second thought there that makes you stop and be like oh wait i'm playing ranked as opposed to i'm playing 5v5s (laughs) with my homies or whatever it's weird because like on the contrary
2: like you guys
1: you guys have that mindset but then there's
2: me and make it feels even worse about my wins is that i play the exact same
0: (laughs) well i mean you're Um, like a one like like, this is obviously not offensive but like you're you're a one trick right like you play a ton of singed well, right? the problem is, like,
2: this season, I have I have six games so far. Only one of them have been Singed, and they've been five other champions. It's hard to say I'm a one-trick at this point, but, I mean, yes, traditionally I'm a one-trick. I have, like, seven times the points of Singe than I do anybody else. But, I don't know. I guess it's also that one-trick mentality where I, I know a champion so well, or I feel like I know a champion so well, where I just am able to turn my, well, maybe not turn my brain off. I'm still a little... I I noticed myself a little bit more proactive. But even then, it just doesn't feel as different. I, see what you're I, saying I do know, agree yeah. with the whole like playing with friends things. The one thing I've done this season and last season is I'm, I'm not going to duo with anybody just so I can see what I can do for myself. Which, I mean, no shame to anybody who does duo because I think it's really fun. I used to all the time. But I do enjoy League a lot. I wish Flex was popular i'd love to play it with friends same that's another thing because 5v5 ranked is fucking fun way back when they had the 5v5 ranked team mode
0: make flex great again
2: make flex great again that's the
0: hex (laughs) tech heroes new motto let's go let's go baby
2: (laughs) no but i think right now my placements i'm in gold two, six games in which is pretty nice um i don't know because i've been on and off about climbing i mean other than that, I mean, not much. I've really done anything this week, <laughs> other than play like a few ranked games. That's it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, I mean, I think that's been most of our weeks is just video games yeah. and work. And like that's 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 yeah. pretty much what we usually do every week. I would trying say to
1: crack League of Legends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the new is coming up and everything. So we're trying to figure it out. I mean, I'm relearning an entirely new role right now essentially. Yeah. Um, so I've yep. been putting in a lot of games every day just to relearn jungle. I think I've gotten my grasp on it again. I'm I'm, I'm playing more range champions in the jungle as of recently and holy fuck I didn't realize how annoying it was but the fucking leash indicator is so annoying man. Yep. It's so yep. tilting man. I've reset my gromp like at least 10 times at this point playing Kindred. Like it is so <laughs> fucking annoying.
2: Dude you know top lane, you're on red side, how the gr- the krugs are right there when you're at your T Two? I was yeah. playing Quinn in the cr- you know the bush right up there, right by yeah. the tower. Yeah. I was like two feet away from the bush towards red side base. The Krugs were
1: still fucking attacking me. That's I don't insane. get this. I don't D- understand. The indicator feels you're wrong. In fucking Narnia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Krugs they're wanted to be lane minions, man. They're chasing their dreams. They're
2: after dream. me. <laughs> me. I'm gonna die.
0: Dude, it was Nico. It was a Nico buff. It was Nico attacking you.
2: Oh yeah,
0: oh my god. You know, the new Nico teaser. <laughs> <laughs> uh but okay, that's going to be our catch up XP for now. Let's jump into our team chat or so the topics that we have that we pre-planned. So a bunch of stuff happened, like I said, we're not going to cover all of it this episode. We're going to cover uh I think like maybe three or four main uh topics depending on how long it takes us. Uh, the first topic is going to be the dev blog. So beginning of the season, Riot always releases these dev blog updates uh, on their youtube channel where they just have devs sit down they talk about like what their intentions are for the season what the state of the game is like and like what direction they want to bring certain aspects of the game um so they had a state of the game they had a player behavior they had mid scope updates and then they had one called lol please um which was just like a bunch of other random information yeah. yeah um got do, do, do we have any like main points or topics that we hold from these dev blogs that we want to talk about and like anything that you guys felt particularly interesting or maybe something that you wish they talked about a little bit more
2: uh yeah sin's jungle and <laughs> the game Petrie mentioned sin's jungle i'm like what i doubt it's a real thing but like i don't know that the state of the game that whole dev blog um because it talks a lot about like items yeah mythic items was a big popular thing but Mm -hmm. the they said their philosophy going in was to have a mythic item for every champion that felt good as a first buy that you know the mythic passives or passives would get stronger in late game Mm -hmm. but going into the season they're realizing maybe somebody some champions don't really feel like they had a mythic which is why they changed a lot of the tank stuff or Maybe somebody wants to build Vork first. Like I've been playing Quinn recently. Quinn likes to build Bork first sometimes over your Dragon Slayer. Um, that's a good example. But it's a great look into their philosophy because they're not as much going for those powerful early game items. Just powerful items that will pivot a champion mm-hmm. in the middle of the game. And you know they're heading towards new items, but I think it's a great look into how they're going to take the items forwards. Because I do like Sweet. that take on it. Um, so I think it's, it's a great take on like their. How they're going to move forward with the items?
0: Yeah, I I, I did a little bit of a reaction to it. I, I recorded it. I didn't end up posting it because uh, I didn't want to like flood my YouTube with just a ton of reaction videos, and I didn't have a lot to <laughs> say for all of them. But I did a reaction to every single one of the dev blogs for the uh, for specifically say to the game when they were talking about it. They're like, yeah, we think that the game overall is in a pretty good spot, and like we think champions are relatively balanced, at least numerically. Uh, first of all, I have no idea what numerically balanced champions mean. Like their numbers seem fine, but like what does that like what does that really entail? I don't really understand what that concept means, because yeah, right. I think it's really obvious. So you can look at some champions and be like, hey, that kit is absurd and should not be it's in the Dante. game. Yeah, oh, K'Sante. Okay. Absolutely, game, insane. but Cassante's
2: a little absurd right. Yeah, here. no no. His kid kid
0: is really really absurd. Uh Mundo still feels really absurd. Um Yumi program. is obviously still absurd. And like and they know and this one they're fully aware of cuz they're nerfing it, but like Zeri absurd champion, right? Plenty of things that just don't feel balanced. But I I would say that at least in the last year for uh last season at least towards the end of the season, the meta felt really good and things did feel pretty balanced, except with the outliers being Aatrox and Yumi, for the most part, everything else felt pretty much fine. And I Mm -hmm. said in my reaction video that I don't think that there's necessarily a problem with many champion balances, but I think that there's a huge problem with the the items in the game. I think items are super unbalanced right now. The item system needs to be looked at a little bit harder, a little bit closer, because there are certain items that are way too strong for the game and some items that almost never get built because they're just mostly useless
2: storm (laughs) razor nobody builds storm razor nobody builds Uh, has been added in the game like five times five different times five different iterations of that item i think more than that maybe less i'm exaggerating of course but like that item has been in and out for multiple times over now
0: yeah yeah
2: it's just a concept that they don't need to explore anymore in my opinion because even now, you see, like, Jax took it before his little mid midscope. That's mm-hmm. a little bit ridiculous that he's just able to only be attacked for three-second intervals every fight. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking fucked up. But uh, back to the balance thing, the champions, it was interesting how they are looking at, you know, champions that may look balanced, but, like, there's the top side of balance, there's the bottom yeah. side of balance. Somebody yeah. will have, like, a 48% win rate, and that's balanced to them. Maybe they need a little nudge or somebody that's like a 53% run rate. And that's a little bit like the high side of balance where they're just going to do good without getting touched.
0: See, that's where um, I think the items are supposed to come in, right? Because there's a lot of yeah, items sure. that like, I think one of the biggest obvious ones was like Gore Drinker. I think Gore Drinker was really absurd at points in time last season. And it made other, certain champions look really broken. Like, I think Gore Drinker really highlighted how broken Aatrox was for a long time. And they nerfed Gore Drinker, which in turn did nerf Aatrox and a lot of the champions that wanted to build it. But then Aatrox just turned around and found a different item to build, which ended up being Eclipse, which was basically stronger than Gore Drinker in a lot of situations. And it's like nerfing items, n- nerf and buff certain champions. And, and like they said in their video, there are certain champions that don't necessarily always feel like they had a mythic. Personally, I, th- I feel like Malachi's itemization last year was really bad. Mm-hmm. I did not like I did not like his itemization last year because every single item was just a bomby cinder item for tanks, and it was just like, well, I mean that's fine, but it's not unique, it's not interesting. And they kind of fixed that with the new tank items, but I'm pretty sure Maokai is like right now at least his build is he's rushing demonic embrace and building Leandre's, maxing like his E. That shit hurts. Man. Yeah, it's, I hate really it. it's really absurd. It's really absurd. It's AP Maokai now, which is cool. And, like, obviously Malakai is thriving because of it, but that's definitely an item problem because Demonic Embrace is being rushed on a ton of tank champions right now with AP ratios. For sure. And they're just absolutely absurd, impossible to kill and dealing a ton of damage, right?
2: Yeah, for sure. It feels I would like... hate to see the old iteration of Demonic Embrace where it gave a bunch of resistances based on co- like p- how many people you were in combat with. Yeah. I just see with, like, Jack Show right now. Singed would go crazy. <laughs> and there's a bunch of other champions that would go crazy. Yeah. Well, obviously, I'm thinking of a man, you know?
0: <laughs> No, yeah, of course, of course. But, like, I think Jack <laughs> Show really. is, like, another really good example, though, of just an yeah. item that the system for that item was just absolutely absurd. And it was really, it, it, it was legitimately game-breaking. Like, everybody could build Jack Show. You would see yeah. Jack Show on every bruiser, on every AP I champion. Really, uh, like, literally... Like, dude, I've been spamming Diana, and I rush an Asher's Tooth, and I immediately build Jack Show afterwards, and I'm completely unkillable for the rest of the game. I can safely buy a Dark Seal early, and then once I have my Jack Show, never be worried about dying in a fight. Mm-hmm. I will have a perma-fucking-25-stack Magis for the rest of the game after my Jack Show spike. And that just should not be allowed. Diana should be able to be punished. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah Yeah,
2: building and it's been <laughs> in quite the state for a while
1: <laughs> building and then just slap a jack show on there and you're all good to go <laughs>
2: yeah in your uh, full ap build slap a
1: jack show on it and you're
2: good you, He uh, has been building fucking
0: jack show on zary every game
1: <laughs> yeah. what like it, it, it unironically works but every game that i play people are just so astro ahead that it just doesn't matter that i'm tanky and i just get blown up but, like, I don't know. And, and I play it in a certain comps where they're not too tanky. And, like, the damage from Bork is enough. And her damage doesn't really suffer. Because her damage also scales really well.
0: Uh, no, I mean, that was my takeaway for State of the Game. It's just that... Yeah, item system that needs to be looked at. Bug. Champions, I think, are mostly fine with some outliers. um, But Akron. once the... I think Hecarim's really <laughs> fucking absurd right now. I think his build path is, yeah, like, heck, all over the place. He can do whatever he
2: wants. I could make a good, like, 10, 15 champion list right now, but that's probably, like, more personal than anything.
0: Mm, I mean, I <laughs> sure, but I think there it are definitely... A, like, yeah, like,
2: uh, fucking Dr. Mundo right now. He's absurd.
0: Dude, I fucking hate Mundo. That is like, super stupid.
2: He's been I, my permaban. I, I can't play yeah. as well, but just because I want to rip my brain out when I play against <laughs> <Gameplay>. There's <laughs> definitely
1: champions that they have to specifically touch.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But um with like the items too, I wonder if they're going to look at adding new ones. Um yeah, maybe sure. giving uh existing items overhauls.
0: Major um, items kind need of in in, attention, the... in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree. I feel like there should be I don't I don't know how this would translate into game balance, but more variety and like say a serpent's fang for marksmen or a serpent's fang yeah. for, um, enchanters, or something like that. that I don't know if nice. that'll just make, like, shield champions useless because, like, oh, there's always a way for someone to build a counter to a shield champion in a game. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, but...
0: if they design a, the an anti healing. shield item that is anything like their anti heal. Trust it's not going to be that important. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, true. it's place,
2: but it's definitely not important. But there's yeah. like going forward as well with the items. I think there's a lot of classes that need to be looked at because some of their builds feel super one dimensional. Like bruisers are in a great spot. I think their itemization is great. Um,
0: because they get to build Jack Show, baby.
2: They get to build Jack Show, but even then, there's games where Stridebreaker can be an option. Gore drinker. Vine Sunder, Triporce. Or, or, drink I or have a drink. Yeah. Um, and like I think yeah, the ADC mythics are still pretty good for what they are right now, even though Jack Show exists. Um, but like mage items I think need to personally be looked at because right now it feels like every mage in the game builds Ludens, Shadowflame. It just does one. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, right?
1: Yep.
2: Um and then there's a I think I would love another AP bruiser mythic just because it feels like demonic feels like it's your mythic every single game for somebody like Mordekaiser. Yeah. So it just makes champ certain champions
1: out of control. It's yeah, like more there's
2: they, definitely neglected classes in the game.
1: More love to the AP bruisers, maybe um, shift their play style from like the AP assassins. Yeah. To more bruiser kind of playstyles. I think that is mm-hmm. the fear
0: because I think most AP items are by nature a little bit more bursty. Cause like, I remember when I used to play Diana a couple seasons ago. It was like you build Ludens and you one-shot people. And now Diana's like you yep. take Conqueror, you build Jack Show, you have a Nasher's Tooth, and you're dealing like a ton of damage yeah, over you a period. It is still one-shot people. Well, I I don't think you one-shot people nearly as much though. Like that, like Diana used to be like hundred to zero. You hit two abilities, yeah. and that person disappears. Now it feels or like I land my combo two times and then they can die.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Like
0: I need I need my my Q to reset at least once. Yep. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but that—I mean—that's all I really have to say for State of the game, though. I do think the item system needs to be looked. I think support items need to be looked at really badly, because yeah, some
2: of their mythics are kind of like I don't see locket very often. Evan droughts just not locket is often. so
0: like, in my opinion, I hate locket. I think locket like used to have a really decent place in the meta, but now it just feels so useless. That is a mythic. Yeah, I I think I think locket was much better as a legend. Like, should just be a legendary item, I and mean, it should add. Does to feel a like new... it's the core of anybody's build? No, it one. really doesn't. Like, not even Leona, the like, the Solari champion, that's a support. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but I think I mean that might also just be runoff of like tank and gay champions not being as powerful, and the bot lane meta being very much about taking priority with multiple rage yeah. champions and mages and stuff, because it's like. Double AD carries are very popular right now with like Twitch support, MF support, Ash support, Jin support. Yep. And then it's like a bunch of mages in the bot lane. Like brand is like really popular in Korea. Heimerdinger is popular all over the world. Sindra support, Azira support. Uh, I saw somebody playing Akshan support the other day. They're just playing Akshan as their support champion. And it's like, okay, well, that like I guess, man, sure. That's this is just <laughs> the world that we live in right now. That's great, that's great. Um, when
1: is this crossing the line
0: yeah it, it just it just feels like the support meta seems really weird right now and like quite frankly I'm a little happy that I'm not playing as much support anymore because I would hate to have to play Heimer Karma every single game yeah. like that just sounds like yeah, the most boring like experience of meta my life. Down there. dude it's so fucking boring support is so fucking boring right now like bring back <laughs> skill expression for support I swear to god like, like you're not going to lose your player base because you make support a skillful role yeah yeah I agree it's
1: just fucking prio meta
0: so so boring so boring <sighs> um, the other
2: interesting video player behavior that that dev blog, that was uh, an interesting. One. like i, I mean there's that. a lot of stuff there's a lot of i understand there's a lot of stuff they talked about that we're seeing already active in game they said there was a positive thing for the uh for the whole chat like you say a bad word you get muted yeah, game. But yeah. I've, I've really heard too much on it. like i mean i've heard both negative and positive so i guess they're right on that but i mean okay so it's he, mainly talking about what they have done yes and going forward just feels like they're gonna try and do more is what they're saying I, I
0: don't know my issue with their player behavior video is that like sure there are aspects that they implemented last season and, and preseason that had been really good and useful i think that the um the auto chat Ban feature is really good. I think it's definitely super it a good helpful. Very, it's very, also very really fucking funny when you have somebody start yeah. raging, pinging, and then all of a sudden the player is muted for the rest of the game. Like that's funny. That is, that honestly, it boosts morale a little bit, low key. Um, it does being able to makes like, everybody together. play better. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, and then like being able to to mute and uh report people in lobby as well. Like in in, in the uh, yeah, that's a good, That's also really good. That's a good one. My issue that There's I take. So... With this, oh, no, you go ahead. uh, the issue that I take with their player behavior stuff is that they are, they said that like negative reinforcement wasn't like super useful to them in a lot of situations and that they found that like 80% of the player base is toxic at least some of the time. And it's, and then the, they weren't looking to punish that. And that what they were looking to do more so is they wanted to reward players that weren't as toxic by giving the five honor mass like the five honor Malzahar skin and the special yep. recall and stuff and personally and I, I don't know about you guys like I don't think that that's useful getting getting a free skin and the recall is not enough of a incentive for people to stop being bad people in game I think especially, it's a start I think it's a start but like I, I I've seen a ton of people on like TikTok and stuff talking about and like yeah no I flame people every single game. And I (laughs) literally say slurs in chat and I have the five mastery Malzahar and I have the recall. Like, obviously their system isn't working. (laughs) Obviously there's something wrong with the system where where people are literally like they're making fun of Riot. They are in their face making fun of them, saying how they are still like blatantly toxic in their games. And they have these things like which just should not be happening. That is insane to me. Obviously, there is something wrong with your with your management system for this. Where like you can have a player who is admitting publicly that they are toxic in game, like literally showing games where they're being toxic, and then they can still maintain and, and get and get the honor recall and get the Malzahar skin. I think like there has mm. to be at some level an increase in punishment. Because if people are scared to lose their account, I think that's way more of an incentive to stop being a bad person than getting something that they don't care about in the first place. Because like, the Honor Recall is like neat, but it's not a big deal. The Malzahar skin is neat, but not everybody plays Malzahar. I would actually go as far as to say that basically nobody plays that champion. So why would they care Man. that they're getting also a Malzahar skin? He's a very skin?
2: toxic champion at his core. His kind of...
0: It's, His, oh, odd, it's a no fun button <laughs> but like it, it's just like i don't know i feel like it's just not enough it they they're, they said that they're gonna do more but they uh, but the way that they were talking about it where they're like yeah 80 percent of the player base is sometimes toxic and we're not trying to like we're not trying to punish the occasional offenders like no you should make it you should make it so that there shouldn't be occasional offenders like, like yeah. people yeah, should not feel like they can be toxic occasionally. They should just feel like they shouldn't be toxic.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a great take about it.
1: Especially, like, the needlessly toxic stuff, like, over misplays or something like that. Like, if you're yeah. about to send somebody death threats over fucking League of Legends and misplaying shit, like, you, you need to get punished for that.
0: Yeah, there's also, like, they said it was. It's difficult. really
1: not that serious.
0: <laughs> it really isn't. It, it's never. It's never that serious to get that upset about League of Legends. Um, but they were also saying stuff that like it was difficult to detect, like automatically detect, like inting or griefing in games, which I think is fair for the most part. But I remember I was listening to another League of Legends podcast, the League Cast uh, podcast, and one of the uh podcasters over there were talking about how they got banned. Because they got banned for for trolling, they didn't type the entire game, but what happened is in a losing game where his team refused to FF, he sold all of his items on Vi and bought AP items, and he got insta banned after that game wow. by the system. Yep.
1: Yeah, because they saw what he did.
0: Yeah, I was like, that obviously is easy to detect, but like certain things, like you can definitely disguise running it down as a bad play, for sure. Yep. You can, re- you can very easily do that. I probably look like I'm inting half of the time that I'm stealing objectives. <laughs> <laughs> like, low-key, I look like I'm just griefing it for a second.
1: Um, as much as you don't want it to be reality. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so I, I can understand how it might be difficult to do that, and I don't know how you would go about figuring that out, because I think that is probably the... like I Obviously, typing is a, is a big problem, but I think the level of griefing and inting that happens, especially at lower levels, is, like, absurd. And there has to be some way that they can fix that. Or at least prevent it from happening as much. Yep.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I just think, like, a, a, a the topic of needless flaming and just in general of trying to not get the corner like cases of oh we all get toxic sometimes but it's like yeah but at at the same time like you should know if you're if you're trying to play a decent league of legends game that you should want to keep a level head regardless and like you're you're getting rewarded for keeping it cool you know that's what you're getting uh honored for after the game But, I don't know, it's just trying to make an excuse for the behavior a little bit, but Mm -hmm. it, it it is something hard to catch for sure.
0: It feels a little bit like the boys will be boys mentality that some people have. We're like, yeah, excuse... that, that, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, you, you excuse the behavior because, like, oh, well, they're just boys, or like, they're just League of Legends players. Like, it happens. It's like, that's that, when that at Borderline, it just the should, mentality not be.
2: should be. having. Yeah, it, it just it there should not be, be some time offenders. <laughs> yeah. There should be no time offenders. Exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> but we'll see what sort of updates they have in the future. Maybe they do fix it yeah. in the end, and we can cross our fingers and hope that League of Legends is a nicer place for everybody. Please. <laughs> The next dev blog is the midscope updates dev blog and oh my god, guys. We are getting five guess... new champions and we are getting oh, yeah. a couple of updates to some standing champions. Uh, So, wait, what did they say? It was going to be two mid laners, a support and a a jungler and a... Did they say they were going to do a top laner this year? I don't remember. I, I think don't so. fully remember. I think they did. I think they said it was like top two mid and a support and a jungle i think that's what they said
1: i remember that as well
0: um they're not doing an adc this year because they did two adcs last year which is fine um i think they're doing less champions maybe they're maybe they're not doing a top laner but they're definitely doing four champions at minimum um and they said something about one of the champions being shirtless and i know it was a big meme that blew up and honestly i was like why why is this a point in like why (laughs) like i don't understand I don't get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it, like it reminds me of the yeah, fucking like. Oh, you make. I was this watching the of... video and they're like, "You know, we know how I love you,"
2: uh, or we know how much you like shirtless champions.
1: This one do have a shirt. Well, I they're, mean, there's only... it's like what? Why would they say that? Cassante sold.
0: No, and like, and like, yeah, no, and, and I think that was a funny bit, which was like, yeah, we get it. Like everybody's mouth started watering when Casante dropped, but like at the same time, <laughs> it's like. It's not. It's not that big of a point where it should take up like that. Like any part of your video. Like it's a funny ha ha. I guess, but I don't know. That was, that just felt like weird and out of place to me. Um, yeah. But I think the big updates that we're getting to, like the champions, like uh, the Nico update, looks insane. That looks fun, dude. I'm actually genuinely excited for that one. I'm bringing back Nico jungle. I'm bringing it back, baby.
1: I honestly don't know how I feel about that champion.
0: In that update, I, I like, I think it's cool, but I also don't think that it's the direction that they needed to take to make Nico a more interesting champion, right? Okay, because I think Nico definitely has a place, and I think they're <laughs> okay. So, like, look at it this way. When it comes to stealing things from other people that involve their champion, you have Silas who takes ults, and you have Viego who takes their entire bodies, and it's tough to put Nico in a sphere of like putting them, putting her in the same sphere as O2 champions, where like her playstyle is revolved around tricking the enemy, uh, by being somebody else. Uh, yeah, and it's like sure, but I think that there are other ways that you can go about making it more prevalent. Like maybe, um maybe instead of instantly taking damage means that she drops the form you can make it so that a couple of bits of damage make it so that she drops the form or maybe you make it so that she can control her clone a little bit more or even like maybe swap between like her and her clone's place or something like that there are other ways to make the champion's playstyle more interesting and more unique and feel more Mm -hmm. more like her her playing the game the way that It it's the um the character fantasy, the player fantasy of playing Nico. Right? There's a gameplay fantasy that comes with playing a champion like Nico, and it wasn't being fulfilled in in previous years. And I think there's a way to do it without making her a blast cone.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I feel that Yeah, that
0: is kinda whack. (laughs) Well (laughs) that's what that just
1: jumped there. That's what that dev envisioned for the champions rework, and that's what they wanted to do, so that's what they did. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I don't know, man. I I, I don't know if I like... I mean, I think it's neat. I think it's a cool concept. I honestly think it's going to be in the game for a single patch. I don't think it's going to stick around. because I, I, That or it might not even ever go live because I don't think that the change is that good. And I don't know how it's going to affect gameplay. Because, like, honestly... I can see a lot of people just pulling a Teemo and AFKing as a jungle camp for like four minutes, waiting right. for the enemy jungler. And it just is, and they're literally just trolling at that point.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Your team consists of a fucking a Darius, a fucking Viego. You don't have a mid laner. You have a blast code. Yeah. And then you have Zachary and then you have Yumi. Yeah. <laughs> it's it going to be a fucking. Weird. It's gonna be four people in a blast cone versus five other people. That's <laughs> wild.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there are ways to fulfill her gameplay fantasy that doesn't involve her turning into monsters, minions, and like jungle objects. Yeah.
1: Right. It really makes you because like doing stuff like that transforms gameplay design. And it's like how how much of this is gonna be able to actually stay in the game.
0: I saw a meme and it was like the fifteen and no Draven walking through the jungle, going to use a blast cone, and then it's a picture of Nico getting blown off. <laughs> Draven yeah. auto of Nico she boom disappears. That's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> um, but other than Nico, the Skarner rework that we voted on two years ago is finally doing something.
1: Oh, oh my gosh. God. It's, it's
0: been two years since we voted on that rework, and it's finally. Getting some sort of news,
1: dog. I forgot about it. It's been that yeah, long. Yeah, exactly. I bro. thought I'm the only one as well.
2: The champion I played before, Singed. There were two of them. It was Rumble and Scarner. I'm excited for this one, but man, fuck, has it been long? I want this shit already. Yeah, it's a it's little disappointing at this point.
0: It 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 feels weird that we voted on it, and Scarner got voted as a champion that needed to get reworked. And then, like three or four reworks happened before him,
1: right? Yeah, it, um... it was
0: kind of like Riot put like through Scarner in the mix, but didn't really want to rework him. <laughs> and they were like, they're just putting it there as an oh option. God. They didn't think that Scarner would win. Like, why would Scarner win, guys? It's Scarner. Who who cares about Scarner other than Captain Flowers? Apparently, a lot of people, a lot of people cared about Scarner, and now they have now they have to, you know, fulfill their promise. They got to
1: deliver. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um and then also is getting a rework. ASOL's rework yeah, is coming out soon. It is definitely a change. I think we talked about it a little bit last episode, maybe, but I, I still yeah. stand by my my previous thoughts were like it it's the Aatrox treatment more than it is the Udir treatment, where the gameplay fantasy is going to be completely different for ASOL with this rework, and previous ASOL mains are going to be very upset. Uh, or at least some of them will be upset i i ran i actually ran into an, uh, an aurelian soul main the other day and i asked him what he thought about the rework and he was like yeah i'm not super happy about it but at least it's getting attention and i was like that kind of is a horrible probably a horrible, a horrible feeling horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah because yeah. the thing about those kind of updates is that it is reimagining a champion and making it fresh for you to like try something new and enjoy, but it's still the champion that you know and love, is that you're not going to be able to play that old champion that you you fell in love with
0: mm-hmm. the first
1: time anymore. Like, that champ is gone now, bro. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: Very like, unfortunate.
1: Now, now you have to play this new one that we designed for you that hopefully you like. But they did say that they want to um, take <clears throat> inspiration from what, you know, not necessarily... I guess necessarily champion players and one tricks are saying about the champion and what they want to work and uh, how they want their fantasies for the champion to be fulfilled. How that's going to work out, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I hope they just don't go around changing every champion for the fun of it. Yeah. And like just changing out like pure core design Philosophies of champions and making pretty much different ones. Yeah, like I, I, I started thinking like, are they going to put something like Samira's dash back in a mid scope update where she can dash back to champions? Like, or are they just going to give her a different dash entirely when it comes around to her? Are they going to remove because... abil-
2: the ability? Yeah, I, I, I feel like they, she she definitely
1: needs a mid scope update compared to every other champion in the video game since they're also going to be getting mid scope updates as well eventually.
2: I do like the timeline that they wanted to do for it because every two months, the mid scope updates are nice because it's you know just revitalizing the the fantasy of the champ. Um, like we saw with Zin Zhao a long time ago, like we're seeing with Jet Experts, you know, almost quite literally, just about the same champion just with a few tweaks in there, new ability yeah. or a change of an ability. I do like the timeline of that because every two months and just like every other patch, I believe. No, 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 I'm wrong with that. But every two months does feel Pretty
0: nice. I wonder when some of the champions feel fight. outdated. Yeah, when are they going to? They're going to touch fight, man. Please, <laughs> this man still has potato food. Yeah, is-
1: the thing about that God. is that um, it's is Midscope update trying to be like a mix of the multiple ones, or just refreshing gameplay mechanics?
0: So it's not it's a- just trying to.
2: It's just trying to revitalize the champions' fantasy. So yeah.
1: Champions that have
2: lost their place in the meta or that don't feel like they live up to their fantasy. akin to like Jack, what Jack's was. They're just trying to refresh that for some players.
0: Malphite definitely needs that. I'm not going to lie. Malphite was like the first champion that came to my mind when they were talking about their, their timeline. I was like, they better do Malphite soon. Cause that champion is like very much super niche. He needs to be played in an exactly perfect scenario or else he's just never getting like, you don't blind Malphite. Like you can blind other tanks. And his abilities really are like crazy. Should, it really feels like you should able to wheel, do it should be cheese
2: wheel, Titanic Hydra <laughs> punches the ground, and then he presses a button and goes there. And then it's is the skill kit. shot. <laughs> it is the singular skill shot in his kit?
0: Yeah, something has to change about him. Versus like a champion Don't... like Garen, where I feel like Garen's gameplay fantasy is a hundred percent fulfilled, and he's a super champion. simple champion. Malphite does not feel like that. <laughs> But that's all I have to say about the scope updates. Any last thoughts about that one?
2: No, you basically uh, covered up my thoughts um, about it. E.
0: Okay. Uh, And then the last dev vlog was the one that said, LOL, please. I, honestly, I don't even remember what they said about in this one. I think they were talking about, like... It's, it was kind of yeah, like a showcase. A rehaul. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A showcase of things that they already released and a lot of things that we've already seen, like the RE visual update and whatnot.
0: Okay, and I know they talked about some of the changes that they were doing to the pro scene. I think in that one, or yeah, they they touched
1: on um, everything.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I don't have anything specific to say about this one. I remember when I was doing my reactions, I kind of just sat and watched this one the entire time quietly. I actually didn't have anything to say.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they showed off a good bit. Like they showed um. Much like some of the dev blogs, they're showing off like new champions or ideas for new champions and stuff like that. Um, yep, they showed a lot of. They art showed off stuff. some. Yeah, they showed off some art. They showed off
0: some skin lines that looked really fucking. Oh yeah, the, the 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 fairy ones that are humming out. Those one look pretty yeah. cool. I, because the two ADCs I know how to play
2: are Callista and Twitch. That Callista one looks fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, I agree. The Karma one looks really good. Um, but I don't have a lot to say about that dev blog. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Yeah, Yeah, me neither.
0: It's just a bog standard type of a thing that they do every year. Yeah. Okay, well that means that we can move on to the next topic that we have in team chat, which is one that I am. Oh my god. Um, the 2023 season start cinematic, (laughs) brink of infinity. Um wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what can be said about this that hasn't already been said? I mean, I did a full reaction to it. I had 15 a 15-minute 15 reaction video to this and it ended up being 11 minutes of me bitching about. It.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang.
0: First yeah, of no, all, I... let's put it this way. Do we have any positives? Any positives about the cinematic anything?
1: Not really. <laughs> I give them. Well,
0: it looks sick. I wish the MMO I mean, looked yeah. like that. But that's it, it.
1: Cool. They animated a thing.
0: It is. It's like what did they animate? HD Summoner's Rift.
1: Yeah. So I saw I saw an entire Twitter thread about how the whole the animation was supposed to feature Aatrox as like yep. the season champion or whatnot, yep. and that was just missing. And they did what they could with the time that they had. And this is what we got, essentially. Yep.
0: I mean, I remember and, uh,
1: we are very sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. OK. Yeah, I mean, fuck, dude, I, I when I was doing my reaction because I literally I woke up and I sat I, I, I woke up, I went to the bathroom, I saw that it got posted. I immediately sat down at my computer and turned on my camera. And I was like, okay, guys, we're doing this right now. I have no idea what this is gonna be like. This is like the best part of every single year. Yep, Last year the call in the video. Yeah, the, the, the call was like the highest, like set the bar so high for the rest of the year that almost nothing overtook it. And I let's hope that it's good this year too. And I was talking about how like I really wanted to see like the Aatrox Pantheon situation happen because I think that's really cool and how we expected like some of the other champions that were being featured in the like promo art like Katarina, Malphite stuff like that and how those are usually featured in the cinematics at the beginning of the year if they're posted on the in in those images and then we got an HD drone like a drone literally flying around an unreal engine <laughs> summoner's rift yeah <laughs> yeah
1: that's what you get
0: i want so something else man. you fool I was so disappointed, man. I was so upset, man. I was just oh, I was so unhappy with it, bro.
2: It did feel really disappointing. Yeah, it felt no, so disappointing. they had the the whole community they came out and literally apologized not not the community but the people
0: yeah that riot, yep,
1: they have that video on Twitter, you yeah, know a big a big um. Like theme that's going on with Raya right now on their comeback from, from the winter break and firing everybody is that they're they're like hey y'all sorry for everything and they're really they're really trying to make up for their mistakes and and like learn from what people are trying to tell them at least, which I think is is really good they're trying to make a effort in the in the lightest yeah.
0: Well the upper should have been there from the first place. Like that's the issue. Because they that's, communicated... that's why a lot
1: of people are disappointed. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. They communicated absolutely nothing to us, gave us a shit product, and then apologized afterwards. Like that like that's a problem. And when I was yeah, watching Yeah, it's the like apology, I'm supposed to feel sorry. Yeah, no, exactly. Like like we can't we can't feel sorry for you. You're a multi-billion dollar company. You you make one of the you make the biggest esport in the entire world, and you couldn't you could not talk to us at the very least. About about what was going on. The the largest video game professional like esports fan base in the world. You couldn't talk to us about it? That's <laughs> that's absurd. That's unacceptable. <laughs> and then the the apology video, and I said this when we were watching it, that it felt like it felt like a YouTuber apology video. Where it's yep. <laughs> like there's obviously a script, they're reading from something, they are taking very patient turns, and it's obviously like I would have preferred them sitting down and just talking to the camera about it. Just being open and honest about it and, and just having a conversation rather than yeah. here's a script, read it, apologize, This is and, and, and just hope that people f- accept it. I'm not willing to accept it personally. I'm not willing to accept that apology. I feel like th- there's a huge amount of disappointment for a company that the expectations have been set really high. And it's pretty much unacceptable at this point in, in, in the world of League of Legends. The career of League of Legends that it's had, that they can be so disrespectful to the fan base after being so disrespectful to the professionals working on their teams. Yep,
1: it, it, they're it's, boning their own workers. It's the absolutely time obsc- as well. It
0: is obscene, absolutely obscene that they can do this. Um, they're not allowed to get away with it. And the, the, the funniest part about it for me was like, they br- bring up this apology video and they're talking about like, yeah, no, League of Legends is, is always been our, has always been a priority for Riot and it's still a priority today and we still care about this product a lot. And it's like, obviously you don't because no. <laughs> League of Legends is not your first priority. This is not something that Riot thinks is that important because if it was important, you would be communicating with us. You'd be talking to us. You'd be giving us products that we can be excited about. The, and, and, like, in comparison, and this is a comparison that everybody is drawing, and, like, I really don't want to be the guy that's pushing the narrative that Valorant is more important than League and Riot's Eyes anymore, but, like, it's really hard to say that that's untrue when Valorant got multiple cinematic trailers recently. One, which was, like, a season-start trailer for them, which was really, really good, and it featured some really cool, like, their 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 roster of characters in a really cool light that, like, ma- I, I felt more exciting... I felt more excited and more wanting to play Valorant from that trailer than I have for anything that's come up from League of Legends in the past couple of weeks. And beyond that, Riot released a gun trailer, uh, a a gun skin trailer for Valorant that was better than any animation that's come out for League of Legends in the past half a year. Yeah. Like, that is absurd, man. A gun trailer is more well put together... Than the cinematic for the beginning for the start of your League of Legends season. It's wild. That that yeah. that is unacceptable. <laughs> it, is like, it is quite frankly unacceptable. And then and then and then they had the fucking audacity to post about like the lunar event stuff that that the, and all those things <laughs> that are coming out from Mythmaker and whatever. They had the fucking audacity to post that trailer afterwards. And like personally, like if I feel bad for the people who worked on that trailer, because the trailer is actually really good. It's very fun, it's very cool. But it's like Everybody is just talking about how this trailer just shouldn't have been released. Like, read the fucking room, Riot. Nobody is happy with you right now, and then and then you're going to release a trailer for a skin that you want people to buy, when the season start trailer was so terrible.
1: Yep. Let's spend money, please.
0: Yeah, it's 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 really sad. It's really kind of pathetic, to be honest.
1: Wow. <sighs> yeah, it, it is really disappointing. <laughs> Like, it's like, so tough. It just, it, it's so much to be, like, desired and just not delivered on. Yeah.
0: It's going to be tough being a League of Legends fan. It's going to be specifically tough to be a North American League of Legends fan this year, but it's going to be tough being a fan of the game in general, because it it really seems pretty apparent that Riot doesn't necessarily care so much about League right now. Um, And I, I don't know if they're going to be able to fix it. I don't I right. quite frankly I think the damage has been done a lot of damage has already been done to the game because of like the the events that have happened that have transpired in like the last month I'm not sure how recoverable some of that damage is because like I remember I was watching and this is going to kind of bring us into one of our next topics uh but not not fully cuz I don't think we'll spend too much time on it cuz I don't want to spend too much time on it cuz we are already at an, the hour mark uh but I was watching the LCS kickoff event. I took the day off of work to watch it. Uh, it happened at 2 p.m. on the East Coast or 11 a.m. on the West Coast. Uh, the entire chat, the chat the entire time was asking where Dash was. The entire chat. Oh the entire fucking gosh. time was just like, where's Dash? Where's Dash? Ring back Dash. Free Dash. Uh, and I remember at one point, the the casters were like sitting... In in the Riot Game Studio, and they're like, "Yeah, guys, like, they're just kind of talking to Twitch chat." And one of them, I I don't remember who it was. I think maybe it was maybe it was Kobe or Azale or someone. But they were saying like, "Yeah, no, just Twitch chat, spam a phrase, and I'll and I'll say it right now on broadcast." Bro, you everybody was spamming free dash, and and he literally Jesus. said he and every single caster sitting there was like, "Oh, we we can't." Ooh, we can't say the thing that Twitch chat wants us to say, but we are 100 percent agree with them.
1: <laughs>
0: they oh know what God. the fuck
1: they're doing. That yeah. is so fucking funny, man. Yeah.
0: It was and it's just like it's it's gonna be so tough this year, man. Because like Yeah, it's oh man, it's it burns me to my fucking core. Because it's like the kickoff event happened. First of all, nobody fucking knew it was happening. They knew the day that it was probably going to happen, but nobody knew the schedule for it. Nobody knew what the event was going to be. I remember posting about it, literally, like, maybe 20 hours. 20 hours had passed. Well, 20 hours were there to pass before the kickoff event was going to start. And it was boomers versus zoomers, and nobody fucking knew that it was happening. Right? I, I would have been able to plan in advance to take that day off. I had to take a sick day because I wanted to watch it that badly. I took a fucking sick day that day so I could sit down and watch it. Because I didn't have the 24-hour time period that I needed to request for time off.
1: Yeah, and this is what Riot needs out of you. They need you to, to do these things. Yeah, yeah. I
0: yeah. I need to fucking take days off and take sick days and use up all my time so that I can watch the fucking dude. I'm taking a day off for the LCS season start. Like I have to this take is off the
1: dedication that like, they need out of you,
0: dude. But I'm already so fucking dedicated to this game, man. <laughs>
1: no, like, no, 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 no.
0: dude, bro. You're not they...
1: doing enough, bro. <laughs> bro,
0: they got 19 hours of my day. Like last year, I would fucking watch fucking like LPL, LCK into LEC into LCS, bro. I would fucking sit, stay up and watch these fucking games happen because I love the game professionally that so like that much. And they're just fucking with the North American fans by putting these times like the most absurd, terrible time for North America where people are going to have to like watch the game either at work at school or just not watch it at all and have to watch the VODs and it's absolutely fucking unacceptable hello emily welcome Uh to the welcome to the podcast hello
2: um
0: it's absolutely fucking unacceptable it's completely ridiculous and like for, for all intents and purposes the lcs kickoff event was really really fun i had a really good time watching it i also watched the lec kickoff event i watched the lck kickoff event and i was catching the vod for the lpl one um quite frankly the lcs one was the worst uh, like very very obviously, way? the LCS one was the lowest production value. Was the lowest fucking level of like, uh, the lowest fucking level of like, overall, like it, it's obvious that they didn't care as much. It's really obvious that they didn't care, and it's really really sad. Like, I don't. I watched the LEC podcast at work. I th- not the podcast. I was watching the LEC stream at work, right? Um. It was super fucking fun. It was super super fun to watch them, and like I was sitting yeah. there giggling at my fucking seat, and it <laughs> was like it was like Cadrol and Vettius, and they were just like talking shit the entire time, and like dude, like they were just, they were literally like fucking cursing, and because like the kickoff event is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be like yeah. a super serious event. Like people are supposed to be fucking around and doing whatever they want, right? And that's what they ended up doing. Else, yes, like there was there was like a really somber tone tone to it. Because like obviously like it, I think it was Captain Flowers, Mark Z, and Kobe. I think were the casting desk, and they were trying really really hard to make it fun, and they're trying really really hard to make it light and entertaining for the viewers. But it was really really difficult for them because like, holy fuck, man! Everybody is upset. There is not a single fucking North American fan that wasn't upset. I think the viewership peaked at like 17k viewers when I while I was watching it, at, at least when I glanced 17K, at the viewership, ew. dude, 17k. That's so fucking low. That's right. That is absurdly yeah. low. And I don't know if that was the actual peak. I, I I could probably check and find out. But when I was watching it, when I looked at it, like, halfway through the second game, it was at, like, 17K, I think. Um, But I was just like, there's no fucking way, man. There's no fucking way. And we had EU viewers in the fucking Twitch chat, too. They're like, is uh, yeah. anybody from NA watching? Like, like, <laughs> like they were legitimately questioning it. Like, are you people able to watch it? And then, like... Because I, w- I watched the- I watched some of it on the YouTube stream, and then I watched some of it on the Twitch stream. And the YouTube stream was just like, holy f- everybody was just flaming the fuck out of Riot. Like, ev- like, everybody was just flaming the fuck out of Riot, and then Twitch chat was just only free Dash, and every, like, every single second.
1: Yeah, no, it sounds accurate. Like, this is, this is the... They're unintentionally building this brand for themselves. Like, they're just screwing themselves over, over and over, and people aren't gonna just... Leave and let live, you know. No, especially the League of Legends community. Hell no! Oh my god, they're gonna Spike drag life. you through the dirt over that stuff.
0: Yeah, it's it's really sad. But, <sighs> I mean, but beyond beyond the things that made made me and, and and us and the League of Legends fan base upset, the the kickoff events were overall very fun. I would say for, for all of the regions. Um, one we lost or we watched last night, was that a kickoff? No, game? no, no. We were watching the LPL start with the, the season. Oh, the, the official start. season okay. start. Yeah. 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 It sounded
2: fun from what I, what I've heard. I just, I didn't actually watch it.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean like it, it was because because all a good how, time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, they, they were just like silly little fun for fun games. And, um, you got to see the, the premier. I heard about players. the
1: boomers versus zoomers thing, but that's about it. Before yeah, because the, Riot uh,
0: didn't communicate it like at all. Yeah, yeah they, they just, just weren't communicating uh, it to
1: people in fashion.
0: It's it's fucking disgusting. But I I mean, if you want, if anybody's interested, go on to YouTube. They're on all the Vods are on YouTube. They're really fun to watch. They're just like really casual, really fun games, and everyone has a good time. Um. Uh, did you guys watch the the the? Do you guys know who won the Boomers versus Zoomers event? Nope.
1: No, I didn't see who won.
0: Oh, do you guys care if I talk about it? Go ahead, yeah. Okay. Uh, sp- spoilers. If you want to watch the boomers versus Zoomers stuff, um, this is your spoiler warning before I start talking about who won. This is your last chance, last warning.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, so <laughs> the Zoomers the, warning. the Zoomers won. The Zoomers won. Oh, uh the nice Boomers were, the, the Boomers took game one and the Zoomers took two games off of them. So it was a best of three. Damn. Um the first game was really fucking slow. Like, the, the Boomers team picked a very, very try-hard comp. I don't remember exactly what it was, but the, the Zoomers picked some stupid shit, right? And it was very, very slow, and the Boomers were playing it like it was a full-on like, LCS game, and the Zoomers were just trying to have a good time, and the Boomers ended <laughs> up winning because it was just a hard fucking comp diff. And then the Zoomers started trying, and then they started building really good comps. And then the next game was, like, really bloody and it was really good, and the Zoomers just hand-checked the Boomers at every corner, and they ended up winning, and it was, like, it was really fun to watch, but there there was, like, a couple of weird things, because, like, Stixay was supposed to be on the Boomers team, but he couldn't because he got sick, or he was, like, exposed to somebody who had COVID, so his, uh, his Academy eighty carry stepped in, Array, and Array did really well, but Array is also, like, younger than some of the Zoomers, <laughs> and then, like, well. Uh, I think Contracts was on the Boomers team too. And Contracts is younger than Revenge. And Revenge was on the Zoomers as the top laner. And the reason for this was because they had to have one player from each team make up the, the two opposing teams. And it ended up being a little bit weird like that. But like, holy fuck, dude. Contracts popped the fuck off. Holy fuck, dude. Contracts are trying so fucking hard to win the last two games. I, honestly. And like, with, with all of like the LCS fantasy leagues that are starting to pop up right now they're all starting to sort of get their their start their beginning before lcs starts in the next two weeks uh contracts honestly i put some stock in contracts after the games that i watched this kid is looking like he wants to be the hard carrier for clg if this performance is anything what he's going to be looking to do on clg with like a fully like coherent team i would say that contracts would be a pretty good pretty good pick for your fantasy league not gonna lie contracts kind of cracked out of his mind uh, you see I mean that's all I have to say about the kickoff event stuff so we can move on to the uh the next uh team chat topic which is the format changes so a bunch of format changes are happening for MSI and for worlds um I have a tiny pea brain that is incapable of understanding what these format changes are there's however
2: in that video I was like there's okay. so much with yeah. it.
0: <laughs> but Everybody seems really happy about it, and that's what's important. Also, the major regions for MSI get two uh, get two teams instead of one team, and that's good because that means NA has two chances to be disappointed at MSI.
1: Bingo bongo. That's uh, what you're looking for. <laughs> uh,
0: but everyone seems really excited about the format changes. Again, I can't talk too much on it because I have a tiny little pea brain that doesn't understand what the format like how these format changes are going to be good or better or worse for for the uh, the tournaments, but everybody yeah. that I've seen talk about it is really really happy with it, so that's a really good thing. Uh, that's a really good thing to hear. And if you're interested in the format changes, it is, and if you for some reason have only started hearing about it from this podcast, then 100 check out all of the information that is on the League of Legends Twitter and League of Legends Lolly Sports uh, YouTube channel because all of the videos explaining it are there. With that being said, that is going to be the end of our team chat, uh, uh, team chat topics. So we move on to our next segment, which is all chat, which we have nothing in once again. So as always in every week of have have an episodes. email just to do this yeah <laughs> uh if you are interested in having us talk about a specific topic or if there is a question that you want to ask any of us here at hextech heroes you can go ahead and you can email us at at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us uh tweet at some of us at least uh i am on twitter as laughing mage micro what is your twitter account that people can reach I'm you at, at-
2: hh underscore micro you know it's right when you see a picture of an orange cat
0: yes micro has been spamming twitter with goober and spamming tiktok with goober as well actually uh, but yeah if you ever want to reach out to us ask us a, que- uh, a question or give us a topic or something to discuss go ahead and uh, message us and any of our socials as well so moving out of all chat we are going to go into slash ff and as always ff does not stand for forfeit here at Hextech heroes it stands for for fun so we are going to talk about some four fun things that are happening in the league of Legends space that are making us happy um which may not may be a little few and far between right now but guys what's a do we have any four fun topics right now i do oh yeah what's up
1: my ff is about the upcoming infinity edge and Navori changes they're changing it The what is it? The crit threshold. I'll say yes. From forty to or sixty to forty percent. Hell yeah! I think for ADCs, of course, this is really good. But um, as in the spectrum of the game as a whole, it'll it. I think it'll change the dynamic of the speed of the games because you don't have to invest as much resources into bot lane anymore because this is like. This is an entire items worth of value that's being added to these items, because before to get the to the sixty percent you would have to buy a a crit item in between, um, your base item, in your Infinity Edge or your Navori, but now you could just straight up buy your first base crit item and then your Infinity Edge or Navori and you're all set for your bonuses even though you're only going to have 40% crit chance it's they're still going to hit hard especially if you're playing champions that um uh just have crits in their kit Rindamir, yasuo yeah. yone yep yasuo yone um people like fiora like the second part of her e jin uh his uh four shots just going to fucking smack people <laughs> um ash her auto's always crit after the first application of your passive um zeri w is going to get buffed Caitlyn uh passive so like everything that just crits in general is going to be stronger for ie um builds that use navori so like lucian i remember mage was telling me about a, a lucian build with navori where you could just perma have your e up yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, stuff like that is going to bring ADCs uh into power quicker, but it's also gonna affect the, the rest of the map as well for other characters that build those items. And also it it might make room for hybrid builds. Like I like I said, you'll only have forty percent crit with the two initial items to get the bonuses, but that's what is it four other slots that you could put items in so like maybe tank hybrid builds with like a random ass crit aspect in there (laughs) (laughs) it might spawn out of nowhere but um yeah i think it's going to be an interesting change for the game
0: i agree i agree it's definitely going to be some some fun stuff that we get to talk about in a future episode for sure we'll we'll talk about how it actually feels in game i personally think it's going to be pretty fucking pretty fucking good for 80 carries. Uh,
1: yeah, I think it's going to be I I also saw that they're making a a um adjustment to 80 AD carry survivability as well in the coming patch. Good. And I this is the immediate thought that popped into my head is that if 80 carries are going to start doing more damage, what happens to 80 carries? Hmm. <laughs> they just start massacring each other <laughs> because they're all do so much fucking damage. To try and deal with the, what is it, the 5,500 health Scion that's yeah. in the top lane. But what about the poor, like, twenty like 1,600 health uh, Callista walking around, you know? Hmm. You can start one-shotting her at 20 minutes.
0: Build a Randuin's.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is that it might, it, it like I said, it might make room for building tank items in in between builds. Because you get your bonuses sooner.
0: Maybe people start for going, like, Mortal Reminder and instead go for uh Chainsword, you know? They get a little bit more HP on that, but they still get the heal cut. That
1: too. Maybe people actually start building Mortal Reminder.
0: <laughs> True! Outside of Garen. I
1: think Garen's yeah, because the only champion who is in this. If, if you hit your IE spike faster, that means you can build your, like, utility items afterwards. Because the big problem is that I have to build two items before I'm warranted to build IE, and then I can build Lord Doms or whatever afterwards. You know,
0: dude. I remember one of the games where I got auto filled AD Carry. Nobody was building any utility, so I ended up having to build armor pen. Uh, I, I like obviously I'm I'm building armor pen already, so I slowed down my build to get an early uh early uh fucking what's it called Last Whisper and then I got the healing cut, I got the executioner's calling, and then I got like a stopwatch, and I slowed down my build so fucking much because of it. That's Uh, also
1: a thing I think is a problem, too, and hopefully gets fixed, is with the raw damage from Infinity Edge, is like having to build a Last Whisper feels so shitty compared to building literally any other item, like having to build it early, mm -hmm. or having to go straight into Lord Dom's compared to any other item. Yeah. But I think it's going to feel a lot stronger when you have the IE in between.
0: Yeah. The I, the change should be very good.
1: And it's like what if you run into a game where you have to build a, a last whisper at 20 minutes and stop your third like slow down your third item and also build like hex drinker or something in between that. Mm-hmm. God forbid.
0: micro do you have a uh, a for fun
2: i do not not, you do this not.
0: Week. not this week that's fine i have a for fun topic um guys it's the return of champions Q. holy fuck champions Ooh. Q is back in north america only the greatest fucking thing to happen in north american pros except for when we made finals in msi those two years um Champions Q is super, super fun to watch. I always have a really good time watching it. I think currently on the top of the Champions Q leaderboard is APA, always playing ahead. Big shout out to him. He's going to do great things for Team Liquid Honda this year. Um, Overall, very, very fun watching Champions Q, watching these players, the best in North America, duke it out against each other in these private pre-made games where everybody's trying really, really hard. It's always a very, very Mm -hmm. good time. Personally, because I love seeing and discovering new players, because I honestly quite quite frankly, I would not have known about APA if I hadn't been watching Champions Q these since it's since it's in his uh, induction in North America, uh, and now he's a player that I follow uh, as closely as I can, as closely as his socials will allow me to, uh, and I will be watching him in the North American Challengers League this year, uh, and it's going to be very very fun to see the development of some of these players because like. This is gonna be uh General Sniper is gonna be available to do um Champions Q this year because he is in the Hundred Thieves uh Challengers team now. And General Sniper is a player that people have been watching for years now, as he was like a fourteen year old who hit Challenger in North America, and he is finally like he's seventeen years old now, and next year he's gonna be in the LCS. And that at least that's what people are saying. So this is like his quote-unquote professional debut coming up here. And that's going to be very, very interesting to watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This has been a player that people have been super, super excited about and watching very closely in solo queue. And now we get to see what he's like in an (laughs) all-pro environment. Uh, But that's my 4Fun topic for this week. Uh, So let's move out of 4Fun and let's go to basing where we get to talk about our... mm, Base League of Legends takes, guys. So, (laughs) do we have any base League of Legends takes? Because, boy, howdy do I have one this week. I don't
1: have one this week. Nope. Unfortunately. I do
0: not. All right, boys. Pull up your big boy pants. It's time to talk. We're going to have a little bit of a conversation here on the Hextech Heroes podcast. Laughing has got some fire to spit at you, all right? Let's hear it. I think that there is a huge discrepancy in player impact in League of Legends right now. And by that, I mean that the weakest player on a team has far more impact on the outcome of a game than the strongest player on a team. It is, it feels super, like the power that these players have is distributed so fucking poorly. If you have a super weak player on your team, it feels like you are desperately trying to drag that player across a finish line rather than an extraordinarily strong player able, uh, capable of making plays and winning games off of their back, right? League of Legends has never been a game where one player can like hard solo carry off of their back the entire game, right? And I'm not expecting League to be able to do that. But if you have a team that is overall pretty strong, like very strong, like for the most part able to get a hold on the enemy team and win fights, and all you need is for the one weak player on your team to pull at least some of the weight... It feels like it is an impossible task. It is an arduous task to 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 actually have accomplish, right? It feels like if you have, for instance, an extraordinarily weak mid laner. If your mid laner is like zero and five, and they just don't have a full item at fifteen minutes, and they're not able to do a lot of damage, and like they're co- doing their best to like collect waves and stuff, in like side lanes or whatever it feels like it's a lot easier to exploit that weaker player than allowing your strong players to make plays on their own. Interesting I
1: agree.
0: That's been my experience in my ranked games. That's been my experience in my draft games. It feels like the weakest player on a team is a bigger detriment than the strongest player on a team being an advantage.
1: Yeah. Because it really seems like sometimes that one losing lane isn't always the the worst thing in the world but when it really comes down to it the amount of like global pressure that it could make is is the ultimate deciding factor and mm-hmm. that it mm-hmm. could impact other other lanes and other people's gameplay and whatnot so mm-hmm. yeah that that is a good point to have yeah, yeah.
0: i feel like i see a lot less frequently now one player on a team able to hard carry a game than a game being lost by because of one singular person if you have a really weak top laner it feels like the game is lost because the top laner is just absurdly weak and your team is just desperately trying to like
2: like you're you're down that one member
0: yeah you're you're in a boat and one of the members punched a fucking hole in the bottom of it and you're trying really hard to keep the water from getting inside of the boat but at some point you are not going to be able to do it like it, it just feels so at some
1: point
0: so they impossible. make another hole
1: if one if one lane is so strong like there's just more to it than than it really seems that this person just fed in lane you know yeah because it's like this person fed in lane which then in turn allowed them to what well, get every objective on the map because our jungler is dead because we have no pressure in our lane <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's it feels really bad. I mean, this just is
1: It's it's just a, the domino effect is a lot stronger this season.
0: Yes. I agree. And I feel like it's much more difficult to come back as well.
1: That too, yeah. If it like it just when when the game is getting decided pre 20 minutes essentially. Yeah. Is what it feels like to me. Yeah.
0: But that is my base take for this week. Please good approval take. for me. Please I stop inting. That. Stop inting. You, the one person, the person listening to this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, stop inting. Stop dying. Stop being weak. Please. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, it's <laughs> not that hard. No, because it really it's it's really not that hard to just it not die yeah. that much.
2: Just play damage control.
0: Yeah. Just stop egoing. Sit back, let yourself get carried. <laughs> Pull your weight yeah. in team fights. That's all you have to do. Be a target. Be a fucking be a damage sponge if you have to. Just be there, please. I'm losing my sanity. Um, but that's all we have for this week of Hexec Heroes. That is the only base take that we have. Um, I can definitely bring. I definitely have a couple more sitting in the in the in the think tank, but I will save them for another day as we're hitting about an hour and twenty minutes right now for our recording time, and I definitely want to short down the episodes from being the two hours that they've been uh, recently. <laughs> oh my <So>. god. <laughs> Uh, with that being said, guys, let's do some shout-outs here at the end of our episodes. Who wants to go first? Uh shout out Emily, of course. Shout out yeah. to Emily every
1: week. <laughs> popped in earlier. <laughs> Briefly popped in
0: here. <laughs> yeah, we're recording on Sunday instead of Saturday, so she yeah. didn't realize that we were actually recording.
2: Um, shout out to my cat Goober. He's on my Twitter. Uh he's on my TikTok. I will not shout out my TikTok because it's I think it's got my personal name on it. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna not do that. Um, but Goober the cat is on my my Twitter. He is antagonizing me every single episode, this episode
0: included. Guys, it's a ruse. (laughs) Micro is actually Goober. Goober is Micro. Don't let him fool you. There is no (laughs) cat. (laughs) Nobody is supposed to know.
2: You're not supposed to say anything, man. Jesus. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) That's all my shout out this week. Emily, of course. Emily, of course. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, my shout outs this week obviously uh, we all say it every day every week shout out to Emily love her Um, but I have a couple of shout outs for all of my socials because I am try. I'm working very hard on uploading content as much as possible Yeah. so uh, shout out to my TikTok which is laughing mage shout out to my uh YouTube which is also laughing mage where you can actually see my reaction to the brink of infinity cinematic trailer as well as the uh, visuals for the prestige tier list that we did last week, my LCS power rankings and a conversation that I got to have with David Shinock and LCS Miracle uh, regarding the LCS schedule change. Um, My TikTok content is just going to be a bunch of silly clips and I'm going to over edit in Lightworks for... You're Uploading the Olaf
2: incident? I ar-
0: I already, I'm going to be uploading the Olaf incident soon. I still need to figure out what I'm going to do about your paramour. That's those words on this
2: podcast. But you said <laughs> you guys will have to tune into that on your own. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> if you subscribe to my YouTube or if you follow me on uh, TikTok, you will see the Olaf incident. And boy howdy, was that a fun game! Uh, it was a 51-52 <laughs> minute banger. I got pentakill. Yes, Micro did indeed get a pentakill. Um, <laughs> but other than that, shout out to my Twitter, of course, Laughing Mage, uh, LOL on Twitter, where you get to uh, watch me live tweet about the stuff that's happening in uh, the LCS because those are the games that I'm trying to watch live. But I'll probably be live tweeting about LEC as well this this year because I will be able to watch more LEC games than I'll be able to watch LCS games, most likely. Um. But, yeah, that's all of the shout-outs I have right now. Um but one more.
2: Twitter, HH, micro, HH underscore micro. That's ah, yes,
0: all. of course, of course. <laughs> HH underscore micro. Micro with a Y, yeah, it's not micro an I. with
2: a Y. Yeah. yeah. i yeah.
0: quirky. I got you. A quirky, silly boy in his Twitter account. <laughs> silly goober cat. Goober cat, Okay. <laughs> all right this guys. thank you <laughs> thank you thank you thank you for listening to this episode of x-tech heroes uh again one last time make sure to reach out to us if you have any questions that you want us to answer or uh topics that you want us to talk about please reach out we would love to be able to do an actual topic for all chat uh, but other than that guys thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time bye Bye-bye.